Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. My name is P. You may know me online as at Aston Cloud. It's been a couple of weeks now. So uh, we had NFT NYC last week and we're back. I hope you missed us. I certainly missed going through and seeing what's happening with the market. Felt a little bit out of touch, but we have a lot of stories since it's been a couple of weeks of things happening. Just as a quick check on the date, it is April 20th. So hopefully everybody is uh, of sound mind tomorrow after uh, what I imagine are some shenanigans. This is a video episode as only. So check it out on YouTube if you are able to, if you're listening on podcast, but we're also available on all of your podcasting platforms. There'll also be a tweet thread that summarizes some of this. I'm actually going to tweak it. So I want folks to come and read the newsletter, listen to the podcast itself, see the art. And also, honestly, as many of you know, Twitter has been suppressing a lot of stuff. So I think a lot of folks are not even seeing the tweet thread. So I'm going to spend a little bit less time on that, try to get you all to come and watch, listen, or read. And we have the newsletter, speaking of read, that's shown on the screen here. This is our collectorscorner.substack.com. It's our weekly newsletter, covers everything we talk about here. And I add a few more stories on there as well, stuff that I cannot fit into this short episode. Finally, please subscribe, follow us on Twitter. This is our Twitter handle, at collectors underscore XYZ. Like the post on this, it really helps us and we really appreciate you. And for folks who are wondering, Aston Cloud, this is me at Aston Cloud. My co-host Jared is at a well-needed vacation with his family. Hope he's having a lot of fun. He'll be back next week. So I am solo today. One last bit of an announcement. I'm going to be launching a premium service. So for folks who are more serious investors and are looking to grow their capital and uh, really get to the next level through investing in culturally relevant digital art, please reach out. Let me know if you'll be of interest. This would be a premium service, premium content focused a lot more on where are their opportunities. And importantly, right now in the bear market, how do you preserve your capital, right? You don't want to be going and buying things where you may end up losing money, which is just as important as finding opportunities to make money. So again, if you're interested in that, please reach out to me at Aston Cloud or you can DM us at collectors underscore XYZ. You can send us an email, collectorscornernft at gmail.com. And you might ask why the new service focused on the financial side of things. Well, I think a lot of us here are using investment money, so it behooves us to be smart with that. And I have so many good ideas for what I want to build out with Collectors Corner. However, that requires capital. So far, I've been doing that for free, but it is not sustainable, as folks may know. So that's the thought process. That's all of the early stuff. Let's dive right into the episode. The first thing I want to talk about is a vibe check. I actually had the pleasure, and thank you for folks who are listening, who are there, had the pleasure of speaking with some Art Blocks artists, had the really, honestly, the honor of being invited to speak for, by uh, MAD to the Art Blocks office hours. And the artists are wondering what is going on? What are they going on with collectors' minds? And right now, mellow is the word that comes to mind. I think we're still in a bit of a, a doldrums in generative art and digital art in general. 
And a lot of people are wondering, well, is it going to turn around? Yes, I believe so. These things are all cyclical. It's lasting longer than I thought. Things are down quite a bit in Ethereum terms, but they're holding in US dollar terms. And the other thing I'll say is you look across the board, NFTs, board apes below 50 Ether, CryptoPunks below 50 Ether. This is happening everywhere. And we're seeing some real capitulations. So it seems like folks are trying to get out for tax season that's now past us. And you know, the other thing I want to say about this is we get anchored to floor prices because that's what we see on these charts. Again, trying to build some better charts for you all, hence why I'm trying to uh, spin up this premium service. But I think median listing prices are probably more instructive. The floor is not the only thing that matters. And we're seeing a lot of people lower significantly one piece, and it makes it seem like the whole collection has gotten cheaper. So I know it seems like we're down bad. I think that the vibe from NFT NYC was actually very, very positive and I do think we are near the bottom, but that doesn't mean you should go and spend your money right now necessarily. Let's start with the crypto prices. This is always a good pulse on what is going on. So Bitcoin down 5.8% in the last seven days. It had run up quite a bit. It's retracing. Ethereum up 0.6% and Tezos up, uh, sorry, excuse me, down 5.5% as well. So a little bit of a flat market. If you, if you look at the Bitcoin chart here, which was down more over the past seven days. We, you know, we, we rallied up to 31,000 and there's a bit of a dip. So, you know, not a, a booming market per se for NFTs, but this doesn't tell us too much, uh, which is also instructive. Looking at blue chip generative art sales. So at the top, we have the Blocks of Art by Schwem Builder, 15 sales there. We have Crypto Blots, excuse me, 12 sales there and Mind the Gap by Mount Vitruvius, 10 sales. So that is leading the sales. In terms of floor price percent change in the last seven days, we're going to ignore this Unigrids because that seems like clearly somebody capitulated there. Um, Salobots with two sales up 35%. Uh, we'll skip the one sale, Hyperhash. Color Glyphs up 30%. These have been up actually a couple days in a row now. And uh, really interestingly, Singularity by uh, Hideki, up 29, almost 30%, three sales there. So glad to see that um, all art blocks, uh, really OG art blocks projects here that have been moving. And in terms of notable sales, I'm actually, I'm going to pull this up on the screen here. Um, we had some very notable sales. We had three Fidenzas that sold below 50 Ether, which was a level that folks, even frankly myself, we weren't sure if that was going to happen. And I mean, you can even see two listed here. One at 53, one at 54. Most likely you could put in an offer and get it around 50 or lower if you are in the market. And if you look over here at activity, uh, this is the three that I was talking about that sold for below 50 ether. So that's quite notable. There's been really some, a lot of these art blocks curated have dropped in price. And uh, you know, we can sort here by art blocks curated, sort by floor. You can see ringers are at 30 ETH, gazers 14 and a half at the floor, Chromie Squiggles, 8.29, which we'll get to Archetype 10. So there are deals out there, my friends. There are deals out there. And I know I've been saying that. You've been like, wait, but you know, you're saying that a while ago and the prices were higher. This is true, but these are really long-term investments, especially at the higher end. It'll it'll take some sentiment shift for those to return. So, you know, some people have speculated that this is due to the three arrows capital sale upcoming. I think it's just a, a natural sentiment shift that happens. These things tend to be cyclical. And uh, 
don't worry, friends. I'm not going anywhere because I love this space and I'm going to ride it out. And more than that, I, I truly believe that these things have real value, real cultural and historical value. And I think right now it's a good opportunity because the prices are not reflecting that. Let's look at FX hash, seven day volume. Charcoal Seeds by Zankin, just blowing it away. This is a new project that Zankin released last week, almost 80,000 Tezos in secondary sales. And then everything else kind of trails off. We have another Zankin, a couple old and uh, blue chip ones like Defrag V2 by Toxie, RGB, Sephard, and then Orbit of Influence by PreyStation. This is really instructive because I think it's easy to say, okay, the market's down, like nothing's going to sell, et cetera. And yet Zankin not only sells out a high primary sale with these charcoal seeds, but also has 80,000 Tezos in secondary volume. This is a lot for a week. It is a lot, a lot. So again, the market is not dead. It's just being selective and it's waiting for a sign that things have turned around. Now I've got to do the Chromie squiggle update. Jared normally does this, my partner in crime. This is really interesting, and I think this is worth paying attention to. So there have been 37 sales in Chromie Squiggles in the last seven days. Last time we checked this, so the last seven-day period we checked, which was not the seven days prior, but before that, since we skipped a week, there were only 17 sales. Okay, so th this kind of tells you that people are buying Squiggles. Now, the total volume, 370 Ether. Last time we checked that, 348. Again, total volume up. People are buying Yet the floor price is down to 8.3. Last time we checked, it was 9.5. So what does that really mean? Well, what this means, if I the way that I am interpreting this, is that people have been waiting to buy squiggles. And now that the prices have dropped, people are starting to buy them. And there's been just a very subtle uptick, if we look at the charts for squiggles, in the owner percentage. It's up to 30%. This has actually not been this high in a long time, maybe even ever. Uh, and so to me, that tells me new folks are coming in and buying squiggles, which is fantastic. This just uptick in the last seven days. I know some squiggles minted prior to that, the week prior, but uh, this is not what's what's happening there. If you look at the activity, man, there are some deals. 14 and a half wrapped ETH bid, a bold chromy squiggle uh, that just happened. And if you look down, there's a pipe that sold for 28 and a half fuzzies selling for 9.3. Again, these are low enough prices that people want to get in and people want squiggles. There's clearly demand or else why would the volume be so high? So that is uh, something that I think is very instructive. And at friendship bracelets, how have those been doing? Our liquidity indicator. So friendship bracelets, we had 284 sales up from 228 in the last seven day period we checked and 43 and a half in volume, which was down from 60 and a half in volume the last time we checked. So, you know, uh, volume's down, but sales are still moving. There's still liquidity, 0 0.16 floor versus 0 0.17. Last time we checked, again, these things are still moving. There are about 2,500 listings on Blur, which is down, which is good. There are fewer listings. So, you know, despite sentiment, perhaps maybe feeling not that great or boring, we're seeing really good liquidity in these indices of the generative art market, both the friendship bracelets and the chromy squiggles. I think this is very instructive. What else can we see about the market? So let's take a look at some release recaps. We touched briefly on, uh, I'm going to throw this one in there, was not originally on the agenda, friends. 
Um, if you look at the charcoal seeds by Zanken, uh, this this was not actually a cheap mint. Let's see what it ended up minting at. 400 Tezos, which was the floor, and it did mint out. Beautiful work. Obviously, Zanken is a household name, especially on the Tezos ecosystem. But it just shows you, you know, a really big name artist can sell out a large collection. It's a collection of 500 at a high price. The market is not dead. It's just, again, being selective. What other things are there, is the market selectively interested in? Well, AI is one of those things. So this was a release on Verse with the artist Botto. If you're not familiar with Botto, it is a collaborative AI artist. Super interesting project. Won't go into it right now, but basically the crowd gets to vote on pieces. This was an edition of 10. They each sold for $25.50. That's right. $25.50, 10 pieces sold. The floor is quite a bit higher. It's beautiful art. But what this really tells me is that art with a following or an artist with a following and art that's beautiful and art that is sort of still in the meta is doing well. This this is AI art, 10 edition. So overall, it wasn't a ton of capital coming out. But uh, yeah, this is beautiful. So So that's one release recap I wanted to cover here. The next one I wanted to talk about was Proof Curated Evolving Pixels. Really cool show. It was curated by Emily Shia. We mentioned it before. And 10 really fantastic artists were selling work. Most of this went to the Proof ecosystem. They sold for 0.2. I think there's a public sale at 0.25 afterwards, but I don't believe anything got there. And, uh, it, you know, again, it's, it's about the art and the artist and if if they have a following and to some extent the supply right the, the botto example showed that so of these color computer by dean black which is shown here there were 75 pieces it's about a 0.6 ether floor ai horticulture which is by helena Saren. where's that one up over here that one was 101 pieces the floor price is about 0.2 and seven factorial by lars wander which was 19 pieces only, has a 1.9 Ether floor, but notably only three Ether in volume, so not a ton of sales. Uh, and finally, Intertidal Samples by Entangled Others, another AI artist that has a floor of 0 0.325. So those four, Intertidal Samples, 7 Factorial, AI Horticulture, and Singularity are above Mint, uh, excuse me, and Color Computer are above Mint. None of the others are currently above the Mint price. And this is not terribly surprising if you see that these are more the household name artists. I think all the art here is beautiful, so I don't think there's an issue with that. Um, but it just, again, shows you that if you are looking to make an immediate return on your mint, you're better off focusing on an artist that has a following uh, because it's, it's just really difficult out there in the market. Investors are very gun-shy. The Zanken example, again, shows you that some of them are still able to sell things out, but very selective for collectors. And I say investors because a lot of collectors are honestly thinking of these as investments. The last one I wanted to talk about, I'm going to highlight this throughout the episode because part of what I am trying to bring to you is an understanding of the new trends happening in the space. And I am obsessed with post-photography AI here this is a platform called Fellowship. They call it Post Photography Perspectives. Um, but it's really this movement that started with Life in West America uh, by Rope Ranisto, who we had on the podcast. And the idea is you take these AI images that, well, really you take photography and you train an AI on them and you make some AI photography hybrids that are typically more 
I would say these are typically about 80% photography, 20% AI, um, really cool stuff. They had a release a couple of weeks ago with 10 different artists, a thousand pieces in total. So a hundred per artist and all of these sold for 0.1 ETH to the pass holders. Some of it got to a public mint of 0.2 and uh, pretty much all of them are doing well and are above or at the mint price of 0.1, the highest being at a floor of 0.55. But really there's, again, one person capitulating after that it jumps up to 0.8, which goes to show you if you have a low mint price and quality art, but the artist doesn't have a following yet, you can still see a return on, or you know, at least not buy art and have it immediately be worth less than what you paid for it. More on this post-photography AI stuff later in the episode. Let's talk about some generative art news. It is, uh, well, let me let me start first by saying thank you, a huge thank you to everybody who came out to the Collector's Corner meetup at NFT NYC. Really appreciate you coming and saying hello and taking time out of your busy schedule, especially if you're traveling. Uh, but even if you weren't, I know everyone's busy. Really meant a lot to us. We had a great time meeting folks. Had a couple awesome artists there as well. Emily Shia, Harvey Rayner. So thank you for coming. And I wanted to just give some shout outs. NFT NYC was awesome. Talking about a vibe check, let's, let's throw prices out and talk just about how are collectors feeling. I mean, people are really still excited about generative art. There were so many events that were filled out. Just the, off the top of my head, shout outs to Bright Moments with Emily Edelman's Augur release. Thank you for the invite. It was so fun. Really appreciated that. Samsung Artblocks event was a ton of fun. Snowfro was there. Snowfro was just amazing. He was there putting friendship bracelets on everybody. Shout out to the Art Matter team. They had a fantastic in real life exhibition with Zanken. Got to meet Zanken as well, who's lovely. Token Art, wonderful event. Artex Code had two events, one for IX Shells, one for Lars Wander and Luke Shannon. So, so many, so much great vibes, so much good energy, really just fantastic what was happening out there at NFT NYC. And of course, our meetup, there's so many others. Dimitri Cherniak had a book signing, wasn't able to make it to that, but just, just the list goes on and on. So wonderful event. And if you are listening and you are able to make it to an in real life event, Try. I mean, definitely don't break the bank for it, but try to come because it's just amazing vibes and I do not think you will regret it. Okay, next story. Eclipse.art, the first open generative art platform on Ethereum, is launching on Monday and we are going to do a Twitter Spaces with them. This is a sponsored Spaces, but I love this idea. I love this concept. They are creating a FX hash-like experience on Ethereum. So what does that mean? That means any artist can come and drop their work onto Eclipse, just like you can on FX hash. There's no centralized team, no curational board, nothing. So why do I like this so much? Because I believe in these open decentralized systems. I believe that it leads to more experimentation. And I believe that ultimately that leads to innovations that help us all. And they have a lot of cool features. Come check out the Twitter spaces. We won't talk about it too much here, but we'll link to the tweet there. Uh, but on-chain art, self-custody, really good UI, UX. You don't need to know Solidity. You fully control your royalties, open C pages, contracts, et cetera. So not only are they creating the system that's open, but they're really making it artist and collector friendly. So I'm super excited about that. 
uh, check that out if you have time. We'll have that out on the podcast as well. The other thing that I think is just blew my mind, actually tweeted about this, DECA. DECA has introduced artist profiles. All right, super cool. So why is this, uh, you know what, let me just pull up my DECA profile here. Oh, no, this is going to be, okay, we're, we're not going to go through all this on the video, <laughs> but We'll, we'll, we'll check out what they showed over here. And what's really cool is they've created artist profiles. So you can see everything that an artist has made on that page. That includes foundation, that includes super rare, whatever random artwork that sometimes is hard to discover, maybe from the early days, all in the same place. And even more impressive is you can go ahead and buy the art directly off of there. So you can find it and buy it off of there. Super cool because if you're like me and you've spent a bunch of time just wandering around trying to find art, like this is magical. And it not only helps you discover something from one of your favorite artists that you maybe couldn't figure out before, but it also lets you know if there's nothing else out there, right? Sometimes that's just as important. So you don't go on a wild goose chase trying to figure out the next uh, or, you know, some hidden gem from your favorite artist. Let's go to great art at great prices. So uh, a lot of FX prams here, but this one is so cool. So it's not fully minted out. It's called Obliqua by ProtoZoo. 16 Tezos, so less than $20, less than your, your standard DoorDash. I just think this art is beautiful. Don't hold this, full disclosure, but wanted to just uh, go ahead and uh, call it out. The second one I wanted to talk about is Materia Fluida by Ann Bello. Hopefully pronounced that properly. Another FX pram, an animated one. I think these are really cool. As you can see, the fluidity, as the name suggests. And if you check it out, again, just really beautiful art. And it eight Tezos. I mean, the stuff is so cheap and so beautiful. I don't, you probably won't get a financial return on this one. So don't collect it with that in mind, but just fantastic art. And, you know, I, I pinch myself that we are living in an age where we get to deal, experience such beautiful art all the time. Last great art at great prices, Singularity by Corey Haber. So this was part of the Proof Evolving Pixels release. Really, really beautiful art, excuse me, art. I'm a huge fan of Corey Haber. Full price is 0 0.169 ether. Um, jumps a bit, it pretty quickly gets to 0.25 ether, but there's a lot in the 0 0.2, 0 0.3 range. And I just really love Corey's art. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about Soul 365 later, of which I'm a holder. I don't hold any of these, but just fantastic. And I thought it was worth pointing out as somebody who was both a great artist and, and very beautiful art at a good price. Let's talk upcoming releases. Unit London, Building Blocks. A lot of fantastic artists in this one. And I have to shout out this piece right here from my friend James Merrill, Every Moment, a unique original NFT. This is also the one at the uh, at the top of the, uh, excuse me, at the top of the, on the thumbnail. It's the one on the thumbnail. This is a fantastic exhibition. Unit London brings just the best artists together. We have Lisa Orth, James Merrill, who I mentioned, Olga Fredina, who I, I love Olga's work, holder of some of her works, full disclosure. Um. Studio Yorktown, fantastic artist we've talked about many times. Alexandra Jovanic, apologies if I mispronounced that. 
Lauren Bender. Lauren's got, I mean, Faye's a well-known artist. Ben Kovach. I mean, just great lineup. We'll, we'll tweet out everybody. I won't read them all off here, but check it out. See if you like the art. It's a lot of one-of-ones, so a little bit higher priced, but these one-of-ones are relatively cheap compared to what uh, they probably would have sold that before. And a lot of Artblocks curated artists, Thomas Lynn Peterson, of course, fantastic artist. His one of one over here was actually sold to Grailers Dow, which is which is really cool. And uh, Vasco, another great one. So I guess I did end up reading them all out. But I want I want you all to see this art. I mean, this art is just, I mean, wow. Vasco. Wow. This is a one of one for point one. I mean, these are just beautiful. So uh, check that out. I'm really excited for this. It it just started on the 12th of April, I believe. And it goes, there it is. It goes until the 14th of May. So you, you have some time, reach out to them if you want one of the pieces. You typically have to directly reach out to them for that. The next exciting upcoming release is Refraction by Lauren Bendar. So this is with Imagine.art. Uh, these are the first curated art company for Bitcoin ordinals platform, I guess is probably the right word. Fantastic platform. Our friend Proper is on the team here and uh, really just love this art with motion. I mean, the art that's coming out on Ordinals is is truly beautiful. It's going to be 50 pieces here. They are all animated and they will mint at a 0.3 ETH flat mint price, April 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you're interested in that, mark your calendars. It'll also be on our release calendar, by the way. The last exciting upcoming drop I want to talk about is from Drop. Their Twitter handle is pronounced Drop. This is really, really cool. Um, the founder of Drop, Danny, is a friend. And this is with Nicholas Sassoon. So let me give you some details. So what, what they are working on here is creating digital 3D generative fashion. So it's generative, it's fashion, so it's clothing but it's digital fashion. So it's for your avatars, et cetera. And I just love this concept, geeked out on it ever since I met Danny. They're selling 648 of these garments. Eight of them will be short form coats, which is a, a pre-sale that they have invite only. You probably reach out to them to inquire about that. And then they are going to have 640 generative garments. Uh, sorry, yeah, 640. And those will mint on their platform, 9 a.m. Eastern on the... 25th, Tuesday, the 25th. And what's really interesting is they have this moray pattern. And I, I had to learn about this because I don't, um, I'm actually not that into fashion. And so uh, there, there's some more details here, which we'll link, but it's a digital optical phenomenon. And it's something that Nicholas Sassoon, the artist had utilized in his practice. And it originates from the textile world. So actually from garments and, and fabric. And that's why it makes sense for generative fashion. And so these sort of organically come together on their own to create more prints. And how it works is these different layers intertwine with each other, creating a 3D structure. I don't know all the details. I'm probably going to butcher some of this. But what's really cool is that it mimics real life fabric and it's generative art and it's digital, which creates this 3D object. Super cool stuff. Check that out if you are interested in digital fashion. Let's talk about some artists to highlight. I mentioned him at the top, Corey Haber, fantastic generative artist. Check out his Twitter, check out his link tree. 
He has not been on Art Blocks curated, so many folks don't know about him, but has really, really beautiful art. And uh, I think it's just really a matter of time till he is a household name. So somebody to put on your list, on your radar. The next one is Rope Ranisto. So I told you, I'm really, really interested in post-photography AI. I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with it. I'm a holder of some of Rope's work, Life in West America, so full disclosure, but I'm a holder because I think it's just really cool and it feels like a quantum leap in my experience of art. It makes me feel is the way that I would put it. So check out some of this post-AI art and if it makes you feel, then make sure you note down Rope's name because he is credited with starting this movement. And check out Life in West America, which is his collection from Braindrops. Uh, oh, wow, this is fancy. I thought we'd go to OpenSea. Um, but but you can check his link tree in. And as you can see here, these images, they're just really interesting and, and haunting in ways that I found captivating and instills emotion in me, which is what draws me into them and what draws me into the genre as a whole. All right, some art to watch. The first art to watch here is Soul 365. I mentioned the Corey Haber theme. So I've been obsessed with this project. I'm a holder. Floor price is 0.33, so it's actually come down quite a bit, but it's a thin floor, you know, four sales, you're up to 0.75 ETH. And what's really cool about this project and why I think it's worth watching is because I think Corey is going to continue to rise. He's been on proof and just the, the way that collectors talk about his work, uh, it's, it's really high quality. And so what's cool about this collection is that each of these, there's 365 pieces. Each piece corresponds to a day of the year. Well, it says, uh, there we go. There's the date. So this one is January 19th and also location. And the actual sunrise that you see here is based on the location of the sunrise on that day in that, uh, excuse me, in that location. So just what's cool about this, and I, I wrote a tweet thread about this way back in November. So it's been a long time, but what, and we'll link to that, of course. But what's really interesting about this is that you get to see that uh, there's a connection you get with the metadata, right? If it's the city that you grew up in, or maybe the city where you got married, or where your parents were born, you feel something with that relationship, with that piece, right? And then also if it's your birthday or another important date that corresponds to that piece, you again feel a relationship. And I just thought that was a really interesting unlock in getting people to relate to the art with the metadata in a generative, beautiful way. So if you think that's cool, check it out. They're on discount right now. The last art to watch is The Great Freeze by Antti Karpinen. And you know I'm going to give you, you all a bonus. So, so The Great Freeze, 100 pieces. This was part of that fellowship AI drop that happened with the uh, 100 relatively new artists, uh, excuse me, 10 relatively new artists, each releasing 100 pieces. And I forgot to mention earlier, but Rope, the generative, excuse me, the AI artist who I had mentioned before, uh, he curated this collection, the whole thousand pieces across the 10 artists. But this one really stood out to me. And I'll tell you why. Because as post-photography AI evolves and AI art in general, there's a question of, well, well why do you need 100 pieces, right? It's not like generative art where, where it randomizes and you get a unique piece they're they're making all of these uniquely but what i thought this collection the great freeze did so incredibly well was create a theme a through line with it and what i really like about this collection is you know it, it kind of feels like this uh 
apocalyptic world where you know we, we screwed up the earth and it, it's like frozen and snowy and icy everywhere um but it's you know despite that dystopian view it's really kind of bright and funny and happy and i just i just find that really interesting and there's so there's something about this collection the cohesiveness of it that i just enjoy and uh, full disclosure i'm a holder of one of these but again it's because i think it's pretty cool so check it out keep an eye on these I think these are going to be interesting to watch and, and see how they evolve over time. Last, art charts. Doing some art charts, which, by the way, I know I talked about the, the premium service I'll be launching. We will have charts, of course. Um, I wanted to point out Life in West America. This is really the collection that introduced this post-photography AI to the, the broader collectorship. It's released on Braindrops, released at 0 0.1. ETH. Uh, floor is now three and a half, but it shot up to like a 12 Ether floor at some point. It was like a very explosive move. And uh, looking at the charts here, you look at US dollar terms, it's it's really kind of found a floor all here around the 5,000 US dollars where sales are happening and the floor prices are. Uh, listings have been creeping down. And interestingly, seven sales to one and a half Ether flip. So when the market turns around, and if other people feel the way that I do about post-photography AI, I think this could be a really good buy. Now, I don't know if it dips more, it may, um, but it, it certainly has retraced quite a bit. And unfortunately, our friends at Article have put the market cap versus cost basis behind a paywall. Uh, but given the cost basis of 0.1, you know, it, it's probably pretty close. A lot of people bought it at higher prices. Some of these average sales you see were, were quite a bit higher. Um, so it's unclear. Anyways, friends, I hope you enjoyed our show. I hope it wasn't too boring just hearing me talk. We are at collectors underscore XYZ. Give us a follow on Twitter. Please give me any feedback about this. And like I said, if you're interested in a little bit more targeted messages around how to build your capital while collecting beautiful art in this market, please reach out. Look forward to hearing from you. And as always, appreciate everybody who tunes in. See you next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.